0: One person can make a difference. One person can make a difference. I am so pumped to be talking to you today. So I'm gonna do a little follow-up from the podcast um, that I did on Monday. So if you have not listened to that podcast, I suggest actually you listen to that first. So go ahead and log off here and go listen to that podcast before you listen to this one because it's just not gonna make that much sense. One of the things I wanted to share with you is give you like an illustration. You know when you skip a rock, on the water it creates like all these little ripples but it was one rock like one rock and like ripple 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 but the ripples get bigger and bigger and bigger right like it keeps expanding from that one throw one rock you throw it into the water and these ripples and the ripples get bigger and bigger and bigger and that is your voice that is when one person says this is not okay and I had a great conversation with my son Gavin this morning about this very topic. And I mentioned about what happened on Monday with my the mask situation with my son. So, I want to share two things that I did that were really uncomfortable for me on Monday. <laughs> One, the it was it was uncomfortable to even have to like fight about it. You know, I was just like ugh, I didn't want to start my morning by just being like I felt like I was just being a pain in the ass, but I knew my rights and I knew that my son didn't need to wear the mask and I was just like, uh, like but it felt kind of icky, you know, to start my week and my Monday like that. The second thing that was uncomfortable is talking about talking about faith for me, um, talking about and not that it's uncomfortable for me, it's more of like I really want people to know my heart and that I love all people. Um, I have friends from all different backgrounds, I mean, I have friends that are Buddhist we I have one of my best friends, her name is Najana, and I met her at Harvard Business School and she's Indian um so I never want to come across like my way or the highway um and so that, that's just never my intention and so something that I shared on Monday was about my son and getting baptized and and just how special that was for him and for us as a family um to have that moment and so I want to share with you. <laughs> just speaking up on my platform on my podcast and speaking up and being a voice for all those angry parents that weren't saying anything but I was the one that decided to make the phone call it literally had a ripple effect so i want to start with the first one so i um when i called in and said you know that my son doesn't have to wear a mask that's what we're being told there were all, like i said in my podcast there were a lot of upset parents, but everyone was just saying like, oh, okay, I guess that's just the way it is. And they were having their kids wear the mask. So by the end of the day, my son um, told me that by the end of the day, he's like, there was like half the class wasn't wearing a mask. And I said, oh really? And he's like, yeah, because they were coming up to me saying, how come you're not wearing a mask? And I said, well, because we don't have to. <laughs> and they're like, we don't? And they're like, no, it's an option. It's just like, there were not, we don't have to. And My mom called the the director, and they said like, no, it's it's just an option. They're like, oh, forget this crap. So all these kids started taking off their masks. So then the next day, um, my son said that pretty much like nobody was wearing a mask, (laughs) like no one. And he's like, yeah, it was crazy. Like, you know, I was old, and this is what my son said. He's like, it was crazy because at first I was the only one. I felt kind of like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't know. But then mom, like everyone started taking off their mask because they learned that you didn't have to. And then by the next day, like no one was wearing a mask. And I said, isn't that the power of one? He's like, yeah, that is. And so I was talking to my son, Gavin, about, cause we've been talking a lot about being bullies and, and people being bullied to you or, you know, um, you see other people being bullied and how a lot of times it takes just one person and then everybody else goes, okay, well, if they're gonna stand up for that person. I'm gonna stand up for that person. And so I said, you're gonna have times in your life where you're the only one not wearing a mask. But then the next day, no one's wearing a mask because you decided to stand up for your rights. And that's what it looks like. So apparently, a lot of the parents got word um, because I guess the director like called them and said, Hey, we had an upset parent that called us and let us know that, you know, there was getting, there was wrong information that was given. And I just want you to know that if you would like for your child not to wear the mask, we can go ahead and let your child know that. And I guess like 90% of the parents are like, yes, can you please tell my child? Like, no, I don't want him to wear the mask. So there was a gal, um, I was dropping off my son yesterday and there was a gal, um, cause they said, I guess she asked like who the mom is. Or who, who's whose whose son, um, it was, and, and they said, oh, we no, we we no, we can't we can't tell you that. Well, her son told her that it was Zade's mom because my son was the only one not wearing a mask. So, anyways, yesterday in line, in the carpool line, um, they said over the intercom, like Zade, you know, to get picked up. And this gal got out of her car and she had come over to me and she's like, "Are you Zade's mom?" And I said, "Yes, I am." And she had tears in her eyes. She's like, are you from here? I was like, from Tennessee? No, I'm I'm actually from California. And she started crying. She's like, you're the kind of people that fight because you know what it's like. I'm like, you bet you ass I know what it's like. And I said, and, and she said, I'm from here. And so many people are used to just complying or just being kind and Southern, we don't, people like you, like we need. She's like, I know this was super petty. It's just about a mask. But she looked at me. She's like, it's more than that. She's like, it is so much more than that. She's like, for me, I just, I have been a little bit worried about you Californians moving here, if I'm being honest, because I just don't want you bringing that here. But I realized, and just, she's like, is that, and she goes, and and talking to my son about the whole situation i want to apologize for my judgment and you're actually the kind of people we need here to keep this place where everyone has the right of freedom in everything i'm like absolutely she's like i can't thank you enough she's like i know it's petty i know it's just about the mess i just want you to know it's so much more than that and she walked off and got in her car, and it just like my heart was just like beaming because sometimes it's uncomfortable, and you do things, and you're just like, ugh, you know. But it made a huge difference. No one's wearing masks at school at their at this camp anymore because I decided to make a stand. I decided to make the phone call, and so that's what we need. And I and I'm so thankful that that mom came up to me because I'm like, you need to rise up, right? Like she needs to be the person that's like, I'm not going to comply. I'm going to you know, be a voice for the voiceless, which is my kids. So the second thing I want to share with you is about my faith. So I, I did a podcast on Monday in that same podcast that I shared about um, the mass situation. I, I shared about my son getting baptized and, and I shared about how we're not a religious family. We're, we're not about like rules and regulations. We're not about even honestly going to church um, for so much of my life. Um, it was. I was raised in a very strong Christian home and going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday made you like very spiritual. <laughs> and people would judge you based on that. Like if, you know, we went to like if we went to the Sunday night service, we were extra spiritual because we decided to go to church twice a day, not just once. Um, if we went to the early service versus the later service, like we were real spiritual. And I, I grew up with this, like I grew up with this very, you know, just a very strong Christian home. I'm very thankful for the values and the morals that I was, that I was given, um, in the Christian faith. But then there was a lot of things that as I got older, I started to, um, not necessarily question, but more of like, is this truly what I believe? And is this really how God is asking me to live my life? Because Jesus never went to church, Like, ever. And the people that he kind of got annoyed with were the religious Pharisees. Those were the people that he actually couldn't stand. But he hung out with the prostitutes. He hung out with the tax guys who were stealing people's money. Like, those are who he hung out with. And those are who he changed. And those are who he loved on. And the people that drove him absolutely insane, and if you read the Bible, the people that he was constantly like, can you just shut your mouth for one second, would be the Pharisees. It was the religious people that were like, well, in the word, it says this. And you're not supposed to heal people on the Sabbath. And it's like, the dude needed to be healed and I can heal him when I want to. (laughs) And so I share all this to say, when I shared a little bit about that on Monday, I actually had over 50 messages from my DMs in my Instagram, in my Facebook, and I had people, I'm going to share just a couple because it was so powerful. I had people that were from different religions um, that have walked away from those religions from being Catholic, Mormon, Buddhist, atheist, um, Scientology. I got one from a Scientology. I was like, no way. Um, and then people that were just like me, that were like in the Christian faith, growing up, grew up with it, but then kind of was like, I don't know if I want to go to church anymore and does that make me a bad person? Um, if I don't have rules, then I'm, is that not good? Um if I'm not good all the time, like and I, I fall short, am I gonna go to hell? And so a lot of these people started messaging me, and it was such a cool thing because all these people started messaging me about like Hey, you've never really, you've never really shared like your spiritual journey. Um, But I do know that you love God. And I, and I've always, I've had a, pretty much everybody was consistent with saying, I could tell that you love God and I can tell that you raise your kids that way. Um, But I can tell that you're also not religious. And like, what's like, how did you get to that place? Like, how did you get to a place where you're at now and you're in your walk with God? Because pretty much everyone was asking, like, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I don't want to be Mormon because I don't like the rules and the regulations that go with it. Um, people are nice and all, but like, I am trying to find God for myself. Um, I had a Buddhist person say, you know, I love that it's all about like, God is love, but I, I'm kind of like searching for who God is, you know, personally to me. Um, and they said, you know, I've gone to different churches, but it's just, it, it feels like a lot of them are hypocrites. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, I get it, I 100% get it. So I'm just gonna take a few minutes and just kind of share, you know, my my personal spiritual walk. And then um, there's a couple books that I'll, I'll recommend to you that really helped me. But uh, so my husband and I both were raised in Christian homes. And when we got married, we did like the Christian thing, you go to church. And so it's kind of like, I guess how you're raised, you just kind of flow right into it. You're like you get up on Sunday mornings, you get dressed, and you go to church. And that's kind of like what you do. And it wasn't until honestly in my late 30s, or my early 30s, I should say, that um, unbeknownst to me, my husband was having the same kind of spiritual, I guess, awakening um as me. I just didn't know it. And then we came together on a date night and he said something to me, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been feeling the exact same thing. So I started to read the Bible for what it is. I don't know if that even makes sense, but I don't know if you've just kind of like gone through the motions of reading the Bible, like not really like reading it and really trying to comprehend what's being shared and what's being said in God's word. And I started to really read it for what it was and for what it is. And a lot of the, you know, the Bible is not written by God. It is written by men that could hear from God or that God spoke to, or that, that surrounded themselves with Jesus when he was here on earth. And they wrote the story, um, like the new Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is all written by these guys that spent time with Jesus here on earth. And they got to know who he is and they shared their perspective. And some of the things in the Bible are just like, you know, the old Testament, super crazy weird, right? Some of them have like multiple wives, like All kinds of stuff is going on in the Old Testament because it's history. And that's kind of what's cool about the Bible is that it's like this big old history book of what it was like back then. And I started to really dive into the New Testament of like actually truly what Jesus is calling us to do. And there's not anywhere in the Bible that it says when you go to church, you're more spiritual or that even that you should go to church. Jesus didn't even go to church. He, 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 actually had church on the road. He was traveling from place to place and wherever he went in the dirt, in the mud, in the sand and the beaches, like he would just start sharing stories. He didn't preach. He didn't, he didn't give blasphemy. He didn't, he didn't condemn people. He didn't he didn't separate people. You're black, you're white, you're Mexican, you're Asian. Oh, you're a lesbian, I can't talk to you. Oh, you're gay, can't talk to you. Nope, can't. Oh, you've got, you've got issues. Oh, you're, oh, you had an affair. Like, he didn't call people out on their sin or who they were as a person. He just said, I love everybody. Like, I love you and I love you and I love you. And I've come here to show you that I love all of you. And I've come here to show you that I want all of you to love each other. Because you're all God's kids. Every single one of you are God's kids. And as I started to read the scriptures for that, it really started to change my love and my relationship with God. To be honest with you, I actually fell more in love with God because I used to have kind of a fear of God. Like, oh, if I wasn't a good girl or I didn't do the tithing thing which is not actually what Jesus told us to do. So it was just like all of these things began to kind of like shift and shake in my walk with God where it was am I am I doing am I going to church because it's the right thing to do and what I've been told to do or why am I really going to church? And so we actually stopped going to church about 4 years ago. And then we just started going to church here for one reason, and that's to meet like-minded people. And I love this fresh perspective that my husband and I have. I'm going to this really cool church that we found here in Tennessee because this church is about just being a church of the city. That's actually what it's called, and it's about we got to go and help the orphans, we got to go and help the widows, we got to help the people that are in need, that are suicidal, that have mental Ill- illnesses. Let's build a huge village here on our church campus. And rather than having more and more people just come to a church service, why don't we go out and help people that are actually in need and be a place where they can get the help that they need? And I was like, I I can be a part of that. Like, I want to be a part of that because that's what the church was is for, right? It's a hospital. It's a place where we can help people. It's not a place where we can look pretty and look cute and tell people, oh, I did the spiritual thing. Check the box. I went to church. And so I'm, I'm so pumped about this church that we found here um, in Franklin. And it's growing like crazy. Probably because a lot of us are probably sick of this whole like church crap, right? And want to get real. Like, let's get real and let's start doing things that um, make a difference. And that was one of the biggest things with my wells. It was like, okay, I could like tithe 10% to a church building, or I could like take 10, 20, 30, 40% of my money and I could start giving to the wells of people that are actually literally going to die if they don't have this clean water access to this. So, um, in this journey and when we stopped going to church and my husband and I started kind of our own, um, one of the books that really rocked our world is called Raising Hell. And it's about this gal that kind of did the same thing. She started to read the scriptures for what they were and for what they are and really started to dive in on, um, what it actually means. Like, what is Jesus really trying to, to, to convey? And, and share and what we're actually called to do as as people right not just you know these people these people like separating it out but actually like as people and one of the greatest commandments and i love it it's beautiful it's simple it's love god love people like love god love people if we just did that our world would be completely different and so i really started to meditate on that love god love people and if I can't love all people, I need to love God and have God's, God is love and has his, has, have his love infused in me so that I can share that love with people that are very hard to love. <laughs> and it started to seriously change everything for me. Um, and something that I shared with my husband, as I said, you know, I, this is when we went on our date, I said, um, this is about four years ago. I was like, you know, why do we go to church? And he kind of looked at me and uh, he's like, okay, so are you, are you thinking about like not going to church? And I'm like, well, I was thinking about the churches that we've attended and why I go to them. Like I, why I go to these certain churches. And it's because I was told I was supposed to. But like, when I really think about it, God isn't actually telling us to go to church. He's telling us to have a personal relationship with him. And that's what I want. Like, that's what I want to raise our boys. I don't want them to feel like if they don't go to church, they're not good humans. I want them to develop a personal relationship with God. And I want them to start seeing that in us and how we live our lives and what we do and how we help people, but how we also love all people. Like we love all people, no matter their race, their culture, their sexuality. We, we love everybody. And I kind of am tired of going to churches that are like labeling sins and making people feel convicted and condemned for their life versus loving them to God. Because that's that actually is God, is he just loves people. And you're not going to win people's hearts by not loving them. And so we did, we, we stopped going to church. Like it was amazing. <laughs> and we started to hike every Sunday as a family and it's the coolest thing. So we do this every single Sunday. Um, well, now that it's getting hotter, we're starting to go, we, we're going to this new church, but like I just mentioned, um, but we would go hiking every single Sunday as a family. It's the, it's the coolest. We literally go out in God's nature. Okay. And these beautiful conversations have taken place. We have hundreds, hundreds of conversations with our boys that have happened since they were five years old on trails on Sunday mornings. And I cannot even begin to tell you how beautiful it is. Like the things that they share, the questions that they have as we begin to talk about, you know, God and his nature and the beautiful things that he's created. And it's just, it's been magic. And I was talking to one of my friends about this and she was like, now that's church. I'm like, right? Like that is. And it's just been one of the coolest things because we are able to share about our personal relationship with God. And we've been able to help our kids really see that God loves all people. And I don't want to bring shame to churches, but there are some churches that we've attended that If I were to invite, I'm going to just get super real. If I were to invite my lesbian friend to attend, she would not feel loved. She would not feel from the church that she was accepted and she was loved. But in a relationship with me and in a friendship with me, she is. Because I have a personal relationship with God and I tell her every single day, God loves you no matter what. Like don't, don't let other people bring you down, hurt you and make you feel like you are a piece of crap. And if that's the kind of church and those are the kind of churches that we've attended, then those are the churches that I don't want to be a part of. And so that is where I'm like, hey, like God has called us to love all people because they're his kids. And so I that is just, that's my personal journey. That's my personal story. Um, and, and, and because I got asked, you know, about this, I'm like, okay, I guess I could share. The one thing I want to leave you with is this, um, is going back to something that I'm really passionate about. And that's always in my podcast that I'm constantly sharing with you all, which is to renew your mind and to really think for yourself. And a lot of times we don't think about what we're thinking about, right? We're just kind of going with the flow. We're just kind of going with the emotions. We're not even really thinking about what we're thinking about. And so I would really encourage you, you know, if you're in this own your own spiritual journey, I would really encourage you to really think about why you think about those things. And is it because it was passed on to you? It was because it was part of like your family and it was kind of like how you were raised or, you know, do you do you have questions? Like are you like I don't know about that. You know, I don't know if I actually really believe that. And so the two things I would say to you is this, is definitely one is really think about what you're thinking about and why you think about those things. And number two is get quiet. Um, Get really, really quiet. And one of the things that I encourage my girlfriend to do, she's one of my very close girlfriends and we were kind of in the same, she's kind of in her own little journey too. And I told her, I said, the best thing I did is I got real quiet and I said, God, who are you to me? And I just sat there. And there's, there's one thing I know about God is he loves to show himself strong in your life. And he's a gentleman. It says, knock and the door will be opened. That's one of my favorite scriptures too. Knock and the door will be opened. He didn't say the door's open, come right in, right? He said, you gotta knock. Meaning he is there, he is there at the door, but he's waiting on you to knock. And when you knock, the door is opened. He's ready, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to knock. He's waiting on you for ask the questions. He's waiting on you to get quiet. He's waiting on you to sit there and say, You know what? God, if you're, if you're real, show yourself you're real to me. And it's amazing. He'll use it in any way that he knows that you'll hear. Maybe you'll hear it through a person. Maybe just this podcast was something that you were supposed to listen to. You stumbled upon it and you're listening to this. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's a it's a book you're going to read. It's a thing you're going to see on the news. It's a friend you're going to be talking to. It's going to be in a coffee shop. It's going to be just his still small voice and whisper to you and you can feel it and hear it. However, God knows you. He knows the intricate of you. He created you. So he knows how you'll hear his voice and he will do whatever he's got to do and use whoever he's got to use and whatever thing he's got to use to get to you to make sure that you know that he is there and that you are Greatly loved for who you are, no matter who you are, no matter your race, religion, any of that. He loves you because you're you, and he created you, and he calls you beautiful. That's it. That's it. And I think why it's so hard to just love God is it's so freaking easy, right? We're so used to like, okay, what's the twelve step program? What's the five? What's the five books I need to read? What's the scripture verses I need to memorize? What are the rules I need to follow, right? And God's like, yeah, scratch like all of that. I'm just asking you to say that like, do you exist and I love you. That's it. That is it. And when you get that simple and you get that like that real super, super simplicity of who God is, it's pretty powerful because then you don't live with the shame. You don't live with this weight on your shoulder of like, I have to be all these things, you just know that God loves you because you're you, and then you can walk in that. And there is such a freedom that I found four years ago when I discovered this on my, on my own, is like, God loves me, he has a purpose and a plan for my life, and all he's asking me to do is love him and love people the way he loves them. That's it. And when you get that into your heart and you get that into your spirit, I'm telling you, you're gonna walk out so free, so I just encourage you to, to take time to be quiet and, and have that time and, and ask those questions. And if you have any questions for me, if you want, just go ahead and like DM me. I would be honored. DM me on Instagram. It's natalieflowers.livefit on Instagram or Natalie Flowers on Facebook. I'm like never on Facebook. So I'd encourage you if you're going to DM me to do it on Instagram, which is natalieflowers.livefit. And I look forward to, you know, continuing this conversation. I hope you all have a blessed day.